Hey, what's going on good people? This is Gardner Douglas, your Oyster Ninja, and we are back at it. How's it going? It's been a little bit. I've been busy. It's safe to say that I've been busy. I've uh, been doing a lot more shucking these days, and um, I don't know if I told you last episode or not, but my wife is pregnant. You know how that can be, all those fun things going on. And, um, yeah, but mostly just shucking and, uh, trying to, you know, hold down the fort. But anyway, I'm back and I missed doing this, of course. Um, I have been doing some interviews, so at least we do got some content. So now it's just finding time to, uh, do the editing and everything. So, uh, this episode, we're going to be talking with a couple of people. I did did a few things different this time. Gonna be talking with uh Miss Karen Stone from the National Oyster Shucking Competition, uh down in St. Mary's. And uh she's gonna be filling y'all in uh on what's going on the weekend of October twentieth and twenty first. Yeah, it's gonna be some fun times. Um if you've never been to the National Shucking Competition and National Oyster Festival in uh, St. Mary's County. You got to do it. This is like a bucket list. This is like so fun. This can be a weekend getaway. Uh, anything. I mean, come on down. I'm going to try and make it this year. But, I mean, I've done it a couple of times. And it's one of those things where you just got to do it. If you're like in between, uh, am I going to do it? Uh, what are we going to do this week? Just do it. Go on down there. Stop messing around. Go to the Oyster Festival. Have a good time. Eat some good food. Eat some good oysters. Meet your favorite oyster shuckers. And even some that's uh, been on the uh, the podcast is going to be there. Uh, Big George, Lord George. They're there every year. Um, but anyway, yeah. Starting to ramble. Let me just stop. But yeah. So she uh she's talking about the uh shucking competition, she's talking about the cook off, she's talking about all that good stuff. The next person is gonna be actually it's gonna be a, a oyster festival going on this week in New York at the world famous Grand Central Oyster Frenzy. This is another one that's on my bucket list actually that I just wanna do. Just going to Grand Central in general, you know, if I mean, you know, that's world famous by itself. But uh, the oyster frenzy sounds like a good time. So I got out with Chef and uh, he took some time out of his busy day and, you know, told us all about the oyster frenzy. So stay tuned for the whole podcast. Uh, thanks for um, staying tuned in. We got a lot of new listeners, so I don't know wherever y'all coming from. Keep coming. Tell your friend about us. Tell your friend friend about us. Just uh, shoot me an email or follow us on Instagram, of course, and just say hello. Introduce yourself. Uh, this is a family. This is an Oyster Ninja family. Uh, it's a Shuck family. It's an Oyster family. You know, all that good stuff. So um, Instagram is Oyster Ninja PC. And of course, the um, the email is oysterninjapc at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I might got some free swag for you. Who knows? So I'm not going to hold y'all up all night. So, uh, well, it's night for me. Probably day for y'all. 
Anyway, I'm not going to hold y'all up either way. Uh, first up is Miss Karen Stone. All right, hey, what's going on, good people? This is Gardner Douglas, and today we're talking with Miss Karen Stone. She's the executive organizer of uh, St. Mary's Oyster Festival. Hey, Karen. Hey, we actually changed our name. We're now the U.S. Oyster Festival in St. Mary's County, Maryland. All right, so now we're stepping the game up. Yeah, absolutely, because we have the U.S. National Oyster Shucking Competition and the U.S. National Oyster Cook-Off, so we thought the whole festival name should match those two things. Um, it's, it's coming up the 20th and 21st of October, so we've already got pretty much everything lined out this year. Um, we've got the, the shuckers registering, so we've got a good field of shuckers coming in. And we just picked the chefs that are going to compete in the cook-off. There's nine of them coming in. So we've got the main parts of the festival all laid out, doing some last-minute advertising, and we're good. So can you tell me a little bit about the history of the festival? Sure. This is our 52nd festival. So it's been going on a long time. But started by the Rotary Club of Lexington Park, as a way, they were a brand new club and they wanted to do something to celebrate the local heritage of the watermen. And a lot of the members were watermen, so they decided to have an oyster festival. There was not a lot going on in October. It's the start of the oyster season down here. So they got together and just decided, let's eat oysters. And then the watermen were talking and thought, well, let's you know, make this a little more fun, and we'll have a little competition among ourselves. And then word got out into Maryland, and folks came from all parts of Maryland to start competing in the shucking competition. And then it just spread like wildfire. And then it was chosen to be the official feeder um, competition for the international festival in Galway. And then that led to the cook-off because there's all kinds of stuff that happens in Galway besides just the shucking and the vendor. So we added the cook-off. That's in about its 36th or 7th year now. So it just started as this little local, hey, wouldn't it be nice to talk about the watermen and preserve their heritage? And now it's a nationally recognized festival honoring the heritage of the local watermen. That's amazing. How do you guys pick the chefs? We put out a call for recipes, and this year we got about 65 entrants. And then we have a panel of three local chefs that look at all the recipes, and they're in three categories. There's hors d'oeuvres, soups and stews, and main dishes. And the judges look at the, the quality of how well the recipe is written, how well it uses oysters, how interesting it is, how original it is, and they each rank them with a, a whole complicated point system, and then the top three in each one come and actually cook in front of the public and serve their recipes to the judges, and the, a whole different set of judges um, tastes them and looks at the presentation and looks at how well the recipe was followed and all that sort of thing, how well it works in general. And then they pick their favorites, but the public also gets to taste all the food, and they get to pick the, the people's choice. So you could win your category, 
and then also be the people's choice too, or you could lose your category but still be a people's choice. So it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of pressure on those cooks though. Right, I can imagine. Especially cooking off like uh, you know, you're in the food network or something. Well, exactly. And in the past they've been up on a platform and it's been really hard for the public to see while they're cooking. So this year we're working with a local video company and they are rigging up a whole set of cameras like the, the Food Network so that you'll be able to actually kind of watch over the chef's shoulders as they're cooking. So that would be kind of fun. That's going to be really fun. Y'all are showing off, I tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we've uh, changed up the tasting room a little bit this year. Instead of just having the oyster farms, we're throwing in craft beer. So we've got six oyster farms that are going to be there with their raw oysters and a local craft brewery that does a nice oyster stout and four or five other craft beers locally made here in Maryland that will all be paired up together. So under one big tent, you'll be able to get local wine, local beer, and local farm-raised oysters. Got to keep it local. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's nice because we have the wild-caught raw oysters, too, down um, at the other end of the ground. But then we have the farm. So you can taste the difference in the oysters, one farm to another farm, and also compare the wild-caught to the farm-raised. Because they're all really different. They taste different and the shells are different, but we use the wild-caught ones in the shucking cough No doubt. How can I forget those wild-caught oysters? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. The farm race, the shells are a little more fragile, so I think you guys would have a lot more penalty points for broken shells if we used the farm race one. That's one way of looking at it. It's easier for me to perfect the wild but farm raised oysters, it's like it takes a little bit more precision, you know what I mean? Because one little slipper, you can cut the meat up or, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. I so guess I it's what you get used to, too. Right, exactly, yeah. So did you guys ever get any headway on the, uh, the, the Guinness uh, World Record? You know, we're, <laughs> I hate to say this, we're still working on it. The only way we're going to be able to do it is if we do it ourselves because it just costs a boatload of money to get a real Guinness judge to come in. So we're trying to get one of our local guys certified as a Guinness judge. And then he could, we could record it all ourselves and then turn it in and it would count. Otherwise, it, there's no way to really make it official. So... We're still toying with the idea, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe right. we can find a sponsor for next year and do it, but it, it would be right. a cool idea. But also, if we yeah. do the team thing, it's going to take a boatload of oysters. So I'm thinking we're probably going to end up doing it just as individual. But I don't that know. I, I, I think we need a meeting of all you shuckers when you're here this year so that we can talk about it and maybe put together some fundraising plans for next year and see what we can do. Out. Right. Can you talk a little bit about what what we were trying to do? Well, we would like to break the Guinness record for either individual that shucks the fastest, and Honor so far has a, a really close time to the to the Guinness record holder, so he could probably do it. But we also were looking at maybe doing a team, and that's 
I think it's 10 people to see how many oysters 10 people can shuck in a certain amount of time. But that takes a lot, a lot of oysters. Because you guys are fast. Try to be anyway. Well, that one is just feet. For the kids, it is absolutely just feet. So they don't care about broken shells. They don't care about cut oysters. You know, nothing uh, like what we do with the actual shucking competition. So it would be a whole different ball game there. Right. <laughs> so could you talk a little bit about the shucking competition? Like, uh, could you break it down for anybody who has never witnessed the madness that we like to call the national <laughs> shucking competition? It's amazing. If you've never seen it, you just won't believe that it is as as amazing and fun and as exciting as it actually is when you're there. A group of usually six or eight people at a time get up on the stand and they're given two dozen oysters. And the whistle goes to start and they have to open the oyster, cut it off its shell, put it back in the shell, not drop anything, not cut the meat, not break the shell, not leave any dirt in it. And then hands up when you're done, and there's two timers behind each shucker. So they record the time, and that's recorded for the judges. And then the plate of oysters is taken back to the judges who look at everything. And time is added for a a cut oyster or a sloppy cut or a broken shell or dirt or a missed oyster or too many oysters or anything that's not absolutely perfect gets added to the overall time. So everybody has two scores, their raw time and then their time plus penalty points. And the, the fastest ones in the, in the heats on Saturday move ahead and go into the heats on Sunday. And there's, there's the women's category and the men's category. And then the, the fastest woman and the fastest man compete in the absolute final showdown on Sunday, and they claim the title of U.S. National Oyster Shucking Champion, and they have earned the right then to go to Galway as the U.S. representative in the international oyster opening contest. They don't call it oyster shucking over there. They call it oyster opening. And that happens in September. So if you win in October, you wait almost a year to go to Galway. And then you'll have just to come back from Galway when you come back to Maryland to compete in the next competition. It's the way you said, yeah, it is. When you were when you were describing everything, I was just having flashbacks, and I could just see sweat dripping off my head, and I'm just warm, and my hands are shaking. That's great, and, and it's fun to watch all you guys and and how you get ready. Uh, one of the guys has this whole sort of then yoga move thing he goes through and another one punches, you know, pretend boxing glove kind of things and another one just meditates and, you know, it's fun to watch y'all get ready and everybody's got their own gloves and their lucky shirt and their special knives and everything else. So it, it really is amazing. And most of you guys do this for your living, really. I mean, you're, you're either restaurant people or you're market people or your watermen yourselves, so you're in this all the time, but not under the right. pressure like you are under the competition. Normally, you're standing around just sucking oysters, just, you know, at a bar or something, and that's a lot less pressure. Right, exactly. A lot less. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's so it's fun, too, 
it, it's fun too because we've got multiple generations of families coming along. You know, we've got uh, the Hastings, especially. We've got George Senior and George Junior, and the brother and the nephew and the all these other you know members of the family. And Deb Pratt, who's a longtime female champion, her son is now in it. And uh, there's a couple of others that have got little kids coming up, and there's one that's nearly got a grandchild coming on. So. It's really nice that it's been continuing through the family history, too. And a bunch wow. of there's three or four of the different champions have gone ahead and opened their own restaurants now, in part because of their fame as the national shucking champion. So they've got their trophies in their restaurants, and that's what they talk about at their restaurants down in Florida and Louisiana, especially. So that's really kind of fun, too. Well, you, you took the question right out of my mouth. I was going to ask. Um, what are some of the big names coming up? But you just named like who I who I basically looked up to coming up in the game because my dad competed, and then he was always talking about you know Big George and Topper and um, right. Mike, uh, Scotty and you know it's just right, right, and that's, Duke. That's just the way it is. Yeah, Duke. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So we haven't seen Mike Martin in a while. He was a three-time champ. And once you win it three times, you have to sit out, and then you can come back. So Mike left and went and opened a restaurant, and we haven't seen him since. Duke won three times, and then he sat out, and then he came back and won two more times, and now he's opened a restaurant. So he comes back when he can, and I haven't heard from him this year, so I'm not sure if he's coming this year or not. Um, but But it's nice you know, that we had that long-standing relationship. So if Honor wins this time, he'll have to sit out next year, but then he could come back in 2020. And he's so young, he could be competing for another, you know, 40 years. <laughs> At least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. As far as, like, instructors and cooks, who's, uh, who's traveling the most distance to make it to you? Um, Ben Walvin usually wins that prize. He comes from Oregon. <laughs> and I never think of Oregon as having oysters, but obviously they bring them in from somewhere. But, or they have a farm, maybe. Yeah. But we've got them coming down from Maine again and all the states in between. And I'm not sure about the North Carolina crew, what's going on with them right now because of uh, the hurricane. Um they may, the ladies may not make it up this year because it's a crew them from, from the Wilmington area. So I'm not sure if they're going to make it. Um, and then there's a bunch from Florida that come. But I think Ben really takes the cake with the Oregon. Or Colorado. 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 Yeah. Right, yeah, Colorado. Yeah. So uh, what happens to all these oyster shows? We go through a lot of oysters at the festival, uh, you know, from steaming and cooking and everything else, shucking on the hard shell. What happens to all the oyster shows? They go back into the Chesapeake Bay. Um, the farmers take theirs back and use them on their farms to start next year's growth, and then the rest are collected by the environmental science students at the local technical school, and they use it with the Oyster Recovery Partnership sometimes, and sometimes with um, sometimes with the farms, and sometimes on their own. Um, but they all go back into the bay, so it's all recycled and and get used again. So it's really nice. That's, 
Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I always wondered about that. Yeah, yeah. We have, that's why you have the, the shell bin collector so that the kids can come around. And that's a nice thing for us, too, because it keeps the fairgrounds clean as the weekend goes on. The shells get collected. The kids drive the forklift around and take all the, the buckets of shells and take them over to the school, and then they, they take care of them. So it's nice. And, yeah, we do eat a lot of oysters over the course of the weekend. It was some crazy number two years ago, like 15,000 boxes of oysters or something. It was crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How many well, you, you like you said, you could, um, 12 to 14,000, 15,000, that neighborhood. So okay. that's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. But because the fairgrounds is so big and there's so much going on, it never seems real crowded or overloaded. You know, people are able to spread out and do things. So how can people, uh, I guess if they haven't already, how can people get their tickets? Is there any, like, free orders or anything? No, you don't have to pre-order. Um, just come to the gate. They're $10 each. Um, and that gets you inside, and that gets you into the competitions and everything. Um, you pay for your food as you go around the festival. Uh, but there's always plenty, because it is the fairgrounds, there's not a limit on tickets, so you can just get them when you get there. It's rain or shine, so you know, there's some stuff inside, some stuff undercover. We've had so much rain already this year, we're hoping October's going to be dry. Right, right. How about it? <laughs> yeah, that would be really nice. <laughs> it's always a good time. Always a good time. We've had really good music again, as always, that'll be playing all the whole time, and some other uh, stuff for kids going on. we got the train rides back again, and we've got a local drum group that teaches kids how to play crazy drums, and you get to sit and participate in a drum circle, so that's going to be fun. And, you know, all the usual vendors and all the different kinds of food. So just a really nice, good weekend. So is it, are there any new food vendors coming out? Um, actually, yeah, we do have one. There's a local restaurant called the Ruddy Duck, and they have a food truck um, that they've just put into service. And so they're coming this year, and they're going to do it's a seafood soup with one of those unpronounceable to me Italian names. So <laughs> I'm not going to try and say it, but it's a nice seafood chowder, fish chowder. And then they're also going to do um, some kind of catfish. And I don't remember seeing it, but is there any type of, like, wild, like, carnival food, like fried Oreos and that kind of stuff? Yep, there's fried Oreos, there's uh, kettle corn, there's ice cream, there's funnel cakes, little mini donuts, all kinds of stuff. Oysters every way you can imagine, obviously. And then hot sauce hamburgers, stuffed ham sandwiches, you know, for people that can't eat seafood or don't like oysters. I right. can't imagine not liking oysters, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, oysters. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to make it a day without seafood. Yeah. I, 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 I have a little something in my system. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. All right, well, um, thank you for taking time out your day, and uh, boom, let's, let's have some fun, and uh, hopefully I'll see you uh, October 20th and 21st. Yeah. Sounds great. All right, good people. Um, I hope you enjoyed that one, but uh, not over yet, of course. Next up, we got Chef Sandy Ingber 
from the Grand Central Oyster. And uh, he's going to be talking about the oyster frenzy they got going on this weekend. It's the 16th annual. And uh, take it over, Chef. How you doing, Chef? I'm fine. Great. Um, of course, we're talking to you today because you got that great oyster festival coming up this weekend. You guys ready for it? Oh, yeah, we're ready. It's called the Oyster Frenzy. This is the 16th year in a row we've had it. So, um... I'm, I was just looking over it, and uh, it's, it's some stuff I haven't even heard of. What is this? What is the beer shucking? Well, we're actually uh, not going to have that this year. Okay. Only because it made, it was kind of too rowdy. And <laughs> um, what it was was who could open a case of 24 cowboy bottles fastest. And then as soon as it was done, we just passed out the beers. But, oh, but the place kind of went a little wild. So we right, decided right. to drop it. And instead, we're going to have um, the uh, Blue Point Beer Company from Long Island is um, going to donate some of the new Reef Ale, Blue Point Reef Ale, which is supposed to be a perfect match for oysters. And we're going to be passing them out like in little samplers. Okay. All right. So that's yeah. going to be in beer sucking. Right. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, Grand Central Oyster Bar? I mean, I haven't been there yet, but it's definitely on my uh, to-do list. Okay. The Grand Central Oyster Bar, which was started in 1913, was built when Grand Central Terminal was built. We're 105 years old. And um, we're the largest seafood restaurant in New, York, in New York City and probably the largest raw bar even in America. Wow. We, um, we have 20 to 30 different kinds of oysters every day, 20 to 25 different kinds of fish every day. And um, we like to say that we're the freshest you can find. Okay, how many oysters are y'all going through a week? About 30,000. That is unbelievable. <laughs> and that's that just is. on the half shell. That's not including um, shucked oysters that we use for fried oysters and stews at Banros. Yep. So uh, what type of preparations are you doing to uh, get ready for this uh, festival here? Well, the festival, which we call our Oyster Frenzy, everything is surrounding our professional oyster shucking contest. Okay. And it's three rounds, and in between each round is is a little bit of time, between 20 and 30 minutes usually, of time that while we're judging the oysters, all these customers who are eating and watching and uh, and cheering on the shockers, it's kind of like downtime for them. So what we do is we fill in the time with with chef demos. So uh, we have four different chef demos. Each one um, is different. They they all have a, an oyster dish that they're preparing. One is from the James Beard to James Beard Foundation. One 
Abigail Carroll is an oyster farmer from Maine. She has to none such oysters. She's going to come. She's going to give like a seminar on farming oysters. Uh huh. And then she's going to do a little demo on making mini nets. We have one guy from a steakhouse in New York who's going to be doing Parmesan crusted oysters. And then we have um, another writer who is coming in and going to be demoing. It's it's kind of like an Indian style poor boy sandwich. So we have uh, lots of different demos and lots of different people. And while we're judging the last round, they have an oyster slurping contest that customers customers of the restaurant uh, volunteer for, and who can who can slurp a dozen oysters fastest with their hands tied behind their back. Okay, then that's that's a little challenge right there when you tie the hands behind the back. Yeah. It's one of the richest oyster shucky contests in America. Three thousand dollars for the finalist. Wow. Altogether, altogether forty five hundred dollars in prizes. So it's it's really a lot of fun. It starts at twelve thirty on Saturday the twenty ninth. And then this coming Saturday, and the first round of the shocking contest starts at 1 o'clock. And we go to about 4. There's a, a jazz band in our saloon, so we have live music and special guest appearance by the Naked Cowboy. Oh, my gracious, I've heard of him. So, um, Blue Island, who is our big sponsor, Blue Island, from West Sayville, Long Island. Um, he has the trademark on the Naked Cowboy Oyster. So Okay. Yeah, so whenever the Naked Cowboy comes, it's really a lot of fun with him there. I can imagine. Is he, like, is he real animated or is he just real cool and laid back? Uh, he's pretty cool and laid back, but, you know, he comes in all decked out just like uh, – he would when he was in Times Square. Right. Does he still do that? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Chef, what's your favorite oyster? Like, hands down, like, when you, that's your go-to oyster. Are you tired of oysters? My favorite oyster is the blonde oyster, the European flat. It's by far the most powerful, flavorful oyster you can find anywhere on this earth. They just went in season. I hear you got a little nickname also. The Bishop of Bivalves. How did that come along? Mr. Brody, the man who bought uh, the Oyster Bar in 1973 and built it into the world-famous seafood restaurant it is, Uh gave me that name. Okay, Bishop. The Bishop of Bivalves. That's great. That's a that's a powerful uh, nickname. Only my best friends call me that. Right. All right. So, oh, uh, I was wondering also, like, how strict are y'all on uh, the shucking competitions? Well, we have uh, a bunch of different rules. Uh, it's it's 
probably a little bit different than other shotgun competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, we go by time. The first round is two minutes long. So the shuckers have two minutes to open and present their oysters um, as many as they can in two minutes. So the first thing we do is we, first of all, it's a blind judging. So we don't, we only go by numbers. And the three judges, myself included, have our backs to the shuckers. So we don't know who is shucking. So they bring us the trays. The first thing we do is we count how many oysters and we give them a bonus of from one to 20 uh, for presentation. And, um, and then the different uh, rules are, um, the oyster shucked properly without any cuts, no grit or grime or blood on the oyster. They're properly put onto the shell. They're, um, they're uh, cut from underneath the oyster. It's so that it's disconnected from the shell. And, um, each one has its own value that they minus points. So they get plus points for how many oysters, plus points for um, for the presentation, and then all the rest is minus points. And we count them up. So after the first round, we go, we have four second round finalists. And out of those, then the next round is three minutes long with the same rules. But a different oyster. Uh, the first, oh, yeah. the first round is going to be Raspberry Point from Prince Edward Island. Then the second round is going to be Hamahama from Washington State. So it's a completely different oyster. And then we do whoever comes in first or second after the second round goes to the finals. And that's four minutes long. And that's going to be the naked cowboy oyster. And um, whoever wins, that's it. Gets three thousand dollars. That's enough. That's an intensive shucking battle. It is, and and all the customers, they have a a, a live audience. They're very uh, rowdy and having a great time and. Eating right. and drinking and and watching the demos and cheering on the the shuckers and it's it's really a lot of fun. I can imagine. Okay, chef, I appreciate you taking time out your day, man, and uh, talking with me. And I uh, wish you guys all the success, which you really don't need it because y'all are just killing it up there. But um, come visit you. me. Yes, yes, it's definitely on the to do list. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Chef. All right, good people. That is a wrap. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, Got some more content coming up. Hopefully I can get it done and put out this weekend or at least uh, the beginning part of next week. Uh, This weekend also here in the D.C. area, uh, we got Oyster Wars, and that's going to be down at the Navy Yard. Uh, I'll be shucking with Harris Creek Oysters. Uh, my buddy Alex Johnson is the 
owner of Harris Creek. Uh, earlier this week, uh, I was shucking with True Chesapeake at the Food Summit at Union Market in D.C. Uh, before that, last weekend, I was at Union Market again, actually. And I was shucking for the Black-Owned Wine and Spirits Festival, which was a really good turnout. I was really surprised about that one, and I'm glad I signed up for it. Uh, like I said, I've been shucking a, a lot, so uh, so all you shuckers out there, get ready. The Oyster Ninja is back. He's back. He's getting there. Um, so I'm ready to start competing again. I'm getting my uh, you know, gut up a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I'm just feeling confident in these shucking skills these days. Uh, also, I'm working on some apparel, so um, stay tuned for that. Uh, it's probably going to be on the Instagram probably tomorrow. Uh, so by the time you're listening to this episode, hopefully you'll be uh, you've seen the the stuff I got in the uh, works. Uh, long nights, <laughs> long days. It's all worth it, though. Love you guys. Appreciate you for tuning in. And, um, yeah, shoot me an email. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you guys uh, out at Oyster Wars this weekend. Uh, tickets are online. And, um, again, thank you. Keep listening. And uh, go shuck yourself. <laughs>